This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Hollywood Wolfpack with Kaya Alexander, featuring in-depth interviews and insights with professionals in the entertainment business. Get everything you need to navigate your above-the-line career right here. This podcast is often recorded live in front of Kaya's students in the Entertainment Business School. You can find out more at entertainmentbusinessschool.com. Hollywood Wolfpack is the new face of entertainment business wisdom. Enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to the show. I'm Kaya Alexander here today with my special guest, Tom Keenan. He is the co-creator of the Rosie Cross, the Rebels Who Wrote Shakespeare, a TV series about the Shakespeare authorship debate, exclusively recently revealed in Variety magazine. His feature film, Roast Brief, is due to be shot in February 2024 in Colombia in collaboration with Raindance Film. Tom mentors emerging BFI writers and will be launching a film school in September of 2023 in collaboration with Southend Adult Community College, focusing on supporting disadvantaged, underrepresented communities breaking into film. Tom is an independent producer, writer, and story consultant. Tom, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Really lovely to be here. How is your weather in England right now? It's hot, it's good, and it's frustrating because I've been in Cannes Festival this week uh, where it was raining. So England got the weather. I went to the south of France and it rained, and then I came back, and we still have the weather now, but you still feel like you've been cheated a little bit. You know? <laughs> a little lost a little bit of summer. My dad used to live in uh, in England, and he I feel like he went to France for a couple of days or a long weekend and came back, and his wife was like, okay, well, you missed the summer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's a short window. It's about eight days, I reckon. No, can was great, but it 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 always my friend from Nice um said to me, it always rains during the festival. I don't know why this she said, I don't know why they do it in June. It always seems to rain. But I was looking at some of the pictures, it looked really hot. So I think I just got unlucky. But it's okay. It's 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 hot. It's good. Tom, were you there for the Rosie Cross? I'm sorry? Oh, was I there for the Rosie Cross? Mm -hmm. No, I was there for Rose Grief. Um, so, uh, but as with all these things, you come out with sort of four or five different, um, four or five different projects that you didn't go into Cannes with. It's always the way. So I went over to, to, you know, we were doing some great meetings. We went to the Rain Dance Villa party and, and you know, some great, really, really positive connections. We're, you know, we're financing with that movie. But I just got talking, you know, I, I did a few sort of meetings and I, I met a couple of um, uh, Canadian producers and uh, just was, you know, shooting the breeze and having a chat on, on, on the croisette. And I, and I said, oh, you know, Canada's great. My best friend's Canadian and um, he's got the best road trip story of all time. And he said, oh, tell me about it. And I said, um, well, it, it's about how they had to hit the two Brits. So I say he's Canadian. He's half Canadian. He's actually English. 
but they had to fight the the the, the his mum died and and the the last request was they had to scatter the ashes on this specific grave in British Columbia. But um, the brother, his brother, flew over with the urn and said, "Okay, right, so okay, let's do this. Where's the grave?" And uh, the guy said, "My the other brother says, I don't know. I thought you knew." <laughs> oh, you're kidding. <laughs> So, so, so they did this amazing road trip across Canada to find the grave, and and it's it was the one of the funniest, you know, heartwarming, incredible stories I think I've ever heard. And I just mentioned it to this dude, and he said, "There's a UK Canadian production right there." There you go. And I said, "Okay, okay." Um, so I just kind of, um, I just, I, I've walked. I went and met the lead producer from this group the next day, and before you know it you're doing a movie with these guys and you know i was just it's just it was a story uh so yeah i was there i was there for race grief i did the um i did the mipcom tv prod stuff in Cannes last year and i've done a few tv markets for rosie cross um content london and i've been to leal series mania um so they're good fun they're quite they're quite full-on but it's you know it's great i'm blessed to do it it's it's fun to do Always, always have a good time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. Um, but yeah, so that's why I was out there. We made some great. We, you know, I was out there with the director who lives in Bogota, and yeah, we, we again, it's just networking. It, it's this. You know, it's talking to people. It's chatting, and you know, um, that's all it is. It's no grander than that. And I was doing some social media content for the Essex Film Collective, who are a group I work with in 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 my in where I live, a group of professional filmmakers that live locally. Um, and I was sort of just trying to map out how easy it is to do these things, because you can go there, you can Airbnb in the next town to Cannes, you can buy a day pass to get into the market. It's really easy, actually. Um, easier than people think to go to these festivals or these markets i'm sure you've got afm haven't you over there and things like that yeah monica Mm -hmm. yeah yeah totally so um i'm always over i'm always really i always feel quite invigorated by the fact that you can just sort of get in and do it it's not exclusive so that's true good tip good tip tip it's true a, a good tip for your students just just look you know I, I, I said to the the guys these the, the guys I was doing the social media content for look put can in your diary you've got a whole year's run up now you can get a couple you can get a week out there you can do your you can do you know you can book an Airbnb you can get your day pass get some IMDb credits even if it's holding a mic <laughs> just put it and you can get your pass and you can go and take your, your projects around and talk to the people that can make the decisions it's not it's not as closed off and I think that that's that's something I learned last year, um, which is why, you know, you can go and do these things. So that's definitely a tip for you guys. You should, you should, you should go to markets because that's where things happen. Go to markets to Berlin to Toronto, yeah. Santa Monica. Absolutely, you can get yeah. a pass. You can go. A lot of people don't realize, and that's where the producers are socializing their projects and looking for more projects. Yeah. And, and the most random and the random things are that obviously you know they, they all of them all of the ones i've been to do a speed almost like a speed dating thing where you can go and sit and pitch projects you've got like five minutes to pitch projects so uh yeah look it, it it it's it's easier than you think and you always come out with something always come out with something i love that well tell us about the bogota rose grief connection because i was surprised hey 
here's an Englishman. He's got he's getting his movie set up in Colombia. What's happening with the yeah. film in Colombia? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. So and um, my mum died last year very very suddenly and. Um, oh, sorry. My, no, that's okay. She had a great life. She, she, you know, she was very positive, and 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 uh, um, we, you know, we were very blessed to to have her. You know, we celebrate, we celebrate her life. And um, anyway, my brother flew in from Australia, um, and the way that he and my dad coped with the grief was through cooking. And I sat and watched this, and I watched them cook and eat and deal with all the big stuff. And I thought, man, that's just so easy. And I'd been on a rain dance course and they were saying, you know, your first movie that's meant to be, you know, you know, it's, it, it, it's this glossy, huge, great action, or, you know, for me, it was a Christopher Marlowe biopic, you know, that's your passion project and that's what you want to do. And it's really big and da, da, da. They said, yeah, put that away, write a stage play on film, four or five characters, one location, easy a couple of big universal themes. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Actually, I really like that kind of, because I've written plays. So I thought that's really cool. So I kind of mapped out this idea, but my connection with Columbia was, and, and the guy at the, at the course said, if you're smart, you should go abroad because it's, it's, there are so many markets around the world. You don't need to just focus on the UK market. So I was like, that's really interesting. Um, so my friend is an actor and director in Colombia. His name is Ed Hughes. He was a, been TV and film, but he's a big star in Colombia. And I thought, well, it makes sense to kind of route this film to someone that has all the connections and all the industry connections. Because I was a secondary school teacher uh, up until this time last year. So I haven't been in the industry very long at all. Um, so, um, yeah, so I wrote, the, I wrote the treatment and I wrote the script pretty quickly. It was very nice. And then... Um, yeah, we we just kind of rolled with it. We got we we got it in front of the right people in Colombia, and then I went to Colombia. I went to Cartagena Film Festival. Uh, I went for five or six days, and um, it was a whirl. It was a whirlwind. It was absolutely brilliant. Ended up on a private island <laughs> where we're going to shoot this thing. Yeah, yeah. My friend, um, I texted my friend and said, who does a lot of travelling. I said, I'm in Cartagena. Where should I go? She said, Get on a boat. Twenty minutes that way. My friend runs this resort. And they'll look after you. And it was amazing. So we're going to shoot on this island, which is an artist residence friendly kind of island. Um, and yeah, so so we've just we've rolled the Colombian connections and we got financing through Colombia. Um, and the big star that's attached is a guy called Christian Tapan, who is their kind of version of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Very, very, very established and esteemed actor. But he's a producer as well. Um, and they'll shoot it. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's English Spanish. We're we're kind of we're just finalising those things at the moment. Um, so yeah, it's a nice story. It's about it's about a father and an estranged son from Europe who um, who connect through grief. It's the same kind of story um, through cooking because the food over there is so colourful and vibrant. And yeah. I'm a huge fan of Big Night with Stanley Tucci. So I watched that film. And I was like, oh man, I've got to do something. You know, that was a real inspiration. And and um, so we've got some big guys reading the scripts over here. We've got some really, really big guys reading the scripts in the UK. We're, we're torn between whether we do it as a as the dad being UK or the dad being Colombian. 
we're not sure yet so but it's a beautiful indigenous culture and, and i think the reason why it's doing so well is because in terms of the reads and the people that are interested is because it's not it's not it's not presenting the narcos drugs guns violence and the colombian film industry is really keen to try and shed that mm. so actually the film is exploring the indigenous uh afro-colombian area because there's a maid in the story um who's the glue because you can't just have two guys two guys in a film <laughs> you, you know they're just gonna it's gonna be terrible you need you need a female there to 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 sort them out so we have a maid um who who is the glue um between them um but she's i think gonna be africa afro-colombian so it's that's not really shown very often in the Latin American side of things. And then I just took it to the head of Raindance um, and said, what do you think? And he said, yeah, look, I'll EP. I'll be the executive producer. So he's like, that's opened up a few doors this way. And yeah, that's the film. Oh, that's really... So that's how we do it. It's just knowing someone in that industry. Um, but, you know, uh, I'm not sure what I've where I would have taken it had I not known someone Colombian, but it works. It really works. And it's a really simple movie. It's really, again, you know, good advice for people that are into script writing or, or stories. There are there are stories on your doorstep that are so easy. And so, you know, you need to tap, you can tap into those kind of things. So, yeah, so it's um, very different from the Rosie Cross, very different from uh, the kind of uh shakespearean stuff that i've written but it was a joy to write very cathartic that's great you've got it set up there do they have good tax incentives right now because the uk often amazing amazing huh yeah amazing incentive so i think it's 40 percent uh, i always get this around the wrong way but i'll say the numbers and then you just switch them if they're not right but i think it's 40 percent um what is it oh no so 80 percent of your expenditure can come back if it's in Colombia. If it's a movie over 400,000 uh, UK, uh, so sterling, um, and then it's a 35% tax credit. Yeah, that's which is very generous. You know, it's one of the, they're very, they're, they're huge. I mean, it's a really, really quite, say progressive, but it's a very, very um, interesting. Uh, they're trying to get a lot of work out. The BBC have just, booked up to go out to Colombia. They've got excellent crew that have just, I think they did all the Jack Reacher stuff out there. So the the crew are, the crew are really impressive. And then you've got, um, you know, that, you know, fantastic infrastructure, beautiful locations. It's a great place to go, you know? Uh, so, so yeah, it's an interesting February. Yeah. We might even do it this year. There's, there's half a chance that we might do it this year. So, um, yeah, we, we, we could get funded to the point where we have enough to get going. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We put February down because it's a Colombian project and it has to go through the Colombian. The Colombian money comes from the government. Um, but we might get 
we might get sort of support in other places, but the smart thing to do, and this is what all Colombian productions do, is they go to the the they go to the government for the for, for the for the money. Um, so yeah, looks like we could be doing it could be doing it early. Let's see, let's see if we can get if we can get soft money from the UK or we can get soft money from Colombia. Then I said to Ed, the director, I said, right, go, <laughs> just go, get the people and go. Um, Let's not muck about because I want to take it to Cannes next year, and and our vision with it is to be the Oscar qualifying film for Colombia. Oh my gosh! Um, that's gosh. the vision. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you've got to think big. Why not? There's no point. You know, there's no point. It's a really. I mean, it's a four hundred grand movie, mm-hmm. but it's it's about it's about two two people connecting over food. I mean, so it it it's very universal. You know. It could be skateboarding and love. You know, it doesn't matter. I think you can take two quite universal things and slam them together, and it and it generally quite works. So, yeah, it's it it's a nice movie, and it's it's completely different from anything I've ever written. So, yeah. Well, let's talk about what you love to write about Shakespeare, because you have the Rosie Cross, and I know you have Steel right. of Roots going back and Shakespeare, including what you've taught. So, let's talk about the Rosie Cross and your inspiration behind it. Well, uh, the Rosie Cross. So, I mean, I I started script writing about five or six years ago, and I wrote uh, initially wrote a film about Robert Johnson, the blues musician, um, which is uh, quite a nice nice piece. Um, and then I was looking for something else to do, and I went to see Doctor Faustus by Kit Marlowe, Christopher Marlowe at the Glo- at the Globe, and I was like, why on earth have I not seen a film about this guy? You know, this is a uh, a gay atheist spy who was murdered. You know, there's that. There's the arc. <laughs> it's too easy to write. So I spent the next two years um, researching, writing drafts, plays, TVs, every anything that I could do. And I kind of, I actually ended up writing four drafts, four whole different scripts, uh, a sort of a very low budget up to a very kind of you know full fat Hollywood three act thing um but i was looking I, was, I started to then dip into the shakespeare authorship debate which i'd never really done before um and i just tapped into google uh shakespeare authorship debate and a video came up about um the first folio and francis bacon and the codes and ciphers and and uh you know this exploration that there was more than one writer involved in shakespeare and I was just hooked. Like, it was an amazing, it was a Norwegian documentary. And I just wrote to the director of this. It's extraordinary. I mean, some of these codes and ciphers were utilized to um, to stop the Nazis in World War II. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. And, and Bacon learned them from his mother. So it's really just absolutely fascinating. So I was hooked. I mean, I'm not a mathematician, uh, but I loved the, I loved the, just all of it. I thought it was great. So I wrote to the director of this documentary who's Norwegian. And I said, look, I think there's something here and I'd like to write it. And I'm no one, but I could, I could have, a, I could just done this thing with Kit Marlowe. I know this world. And I think I could, I think I could do something um, for you, whether it's a pilot or, and he said, look, I own all the rights. I've been waiting for someone to come out and go, please do something. He said, you sound okay. <laughs> <laughs> you sound all right you'll do uh and i just said okay fine um so i pulled in a guy from la nick nick was nick mcdowell who's the co-writer and he uh he teaches shakespeare at the um 
at the theater theater west in la um and he he's very he knows tons about shakespeare and i said to him look i want to write this pilot about shake this tv series about shakespeare he said oh it's amazing brilliant oh you know this is a you know this is cool and i said yeah but there's a there is there is a twist i said it's about that shakespeare didn't write the plays (laughs) and he's i think he was a stratfordian so he was very much within that so I said, you're going to have to unlearn everything you've learned and you're just going to have to trust me. And so what we did was we just wrote every day, but I said, I'll do Bacon, you do Shakespeare and we'll kind of push something together. So we did it that way. Because oh, I just knew that I needed to get into Bacon and his world. And I ended up, uh, we just spoke every day on the phone from LA to, to South End. And did you find, what did you find out? I found this out, I found that out. And it was really exciting. It, it was, it was, you could just, you could feel the, the energy and the sparks. And then after about, I think about a month, we just said, should we write something? Yeah, okay, let's do it. So we wrote some stuff and we weaved it in together into a pilot, presented it to uh, the this guy, Jürgen, the director of the documentary, who had since become an executive at Amazon Nordics. So he was in a better place. Said, "Look, he said, I love this. I think this is really cool. I'm going to share it around." And then the next thing was that we went to all these guys were going to Cannes for MIPCOM for the for the TV project. Um, and I shared it with my I shared the script with my friend Ed, the Colombian um, guy, and he read it. He said, "Look, you should start getting this out to actors." And I said, "Well, I don't really know any actors." So I just got onto IMDb Pro and I got a bunch of emails and I wrote down a list of people I thought might be interested. People like Ian McKellen, Derek Jacobi, uh, Helen Mirren, you know, all the greats. I thought, well, if they like it, then that might be cool. And I sent it out to these people. I just did a query email, like cold email. Agents. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. And then I just started getting stuff back. And they weren't going, you know, off you go, son. Like, you know, we can't, you know, go away. You know, they were like, we're really interested. And can you send the script through? And I was like, oh, right. Okay. Wasn't really expecting that. You know, you normally expect, no, 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 we're going to do that. And these were like big people at CAA. And so um, this MIPCOM thing came around and I was desperate to go to Cannes. There was going to be an executive producer there called Lily, uh, called, uh, sorry, Lassa Halberg, who who was the co-creator, who's the creator of Lilyhammer which was the Netflix show, first ever Netflix original. And my friend Jürgen said, look, he might be quite interested in this, but he's very busy and he's not very accessible. And, you know, if you don't kind of know him. Uh, So I flew over to Cannes. I said, look, I'll come to Cannes. Let's hang out. Worst is I get five days on the Riviera, right? That's the worst case scenario. I'm teaching eight months ago. So this is, I don't mind, you know, this is great. Um, but best case scenario, something comes through and I landed in Cannes, I think on the Monday and I had a call from a huge, huge actor in England, his agent. And they said, look, he'd like to attach like first day. So I kind of fed this into the into the network of people over there. And then I got a call saying, can you come and meet Lassa? He'd like to he'd like to meet you. And so he had this huge, great, amazing beachfront, you know, cafe and, and you know cafe it was like a restaurant and it was crystal and it was all you know hot and amazing um, and i walked through the door and he came up and he gave me a hug and he said this actor is my favorite actor of all time 
and he just gave me this huge hug. He said, come and come and join us. And I was sitting there with top show runs from Amazon and, you know, Netflix and all these, and I was just sat there, you know, just me. And, uh, and I said, they were asking, you know, oh, this is, they said, oh, this is Tom. Oh yeah, we know him. He's the Shakespeare guy because it had, he had started sharing it. So then we just kind of, that was the first, and then, and then I think for the next five days, we attached someone every day. Oh, we got someone, so, it, it was the men, it was crazy. You know, it was, there was like five, five attachments by the end of the week because I went back and rolled it back and said, right, we've got this guy. And I thought, well, I might just snowball this and see where it goes. And they were like, yep, yeah, no, definitely send us a script. So we had Stephen Campbell Moore. Uh, and Sam Barnett from the History Boys. I was teaching the History Boys for four years. <laughs> and then suddenly I'm, I'm on a Zoom with them and they're like, we love your script. Can we be part of it? So crazy. And, I'm, you know, I've met a few of that. Those, you know, they're good friends now. You know, they've become good friends and collaborators on projects. And then so, yeah, we've kind of gone to, to different markets. I've learned a lot from that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, we went to C21 in London and we met with broadcasters, streamers, and yeah, we're 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 now at the stage where we're, you know, we're at the gate. We're we're getting offers, and we're, yeah, it's fun. So it's a mat. It's crazy. It's crazy. So it was all off that pilot script. That's the series of synchronicities and and serendipities that seem to have all brought yeah. together for you. But you've thrown yourself into it, which is great. You said um, that it's you know who who you want to hang out with, and it's true. That's how that's how the deals happen in this industry. It's through making friends. Yeah. It's like you're good at making friends. <laughs> I have a big mouth. I talk a lot. I, I, have, I talk a lot, but you know, I think that you know, I'm I'm a positive. I was 20 years in the you know, I was a musician for 20 years, and oh. you know, I met I met all of my musical heroes, like all of them. You know, I I I seem to kind of get into these little things. You know, I, I I'm pretty good, I guess, at, at communicating. I think, and and I um maybe it's a uh, uh, maybe it's a good thing, uh, but yeah, no. So, so I mean, uh, it's been a ride. It's been brilliant, and and uh, I've just met so many amazing people, um, which has led to other things, you know, other projects and other connections. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very lucky, very blessed. It, you know, I've got lots of good people behind me, and lots of good people around me, and um, people I trust, and people that uh, have. Yeah, they've just they've just I mean they've just responded to the material, and I guess it comes down to the script, doesn't it? Because if the script's good, people will 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 do it. But I think it's a strong project. I've always believed it. I you know my gut instinct from watching this documentary was, this is there's something here. Can you tell you us know, a little spot. bit about the story and um yeah. anything that you're able to share from the pilot? Yeah, sure. So our story really is um, it's about Francis Bacon was um the 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 kind of Svengali figure, if you like, behind the plays. But <clears throat> we believe, or I believe, that it was a writer's room. And I think you've got guys in there and women, people of colour. Uh, I just don't think that it's uh, one person sitting there writing. There may well have been a Will, Will Shakespeare. Uh, there's no real evidence in my mind to suggest there was a William Shakespeare. I'm open, you know, I did a, an interview this morning with the Francis Bacon Society and it was just really interesting, you know, yeah, I had a great chat with those guys. Um, so I'm not precious about, you know, and this is just my own belief. I mean, I'm just looking at the facts and the history. So I think that, um, I think for me, 
the story really is 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 about it's as much as a story about Sir Francis Bacon as it is about you know anything else. Uh, but yeah, I, th I do believe that there was a group, a secret group that wrote the plays, and and they were a bunch of uh, men, women. And also sexualities as well, because I think you can't capture the works of Shakespeare. One voice I don't think can capture the works of Shakespeare. Just can't. I, I just can't see it. I think it's the writer's rim, and Bacon oversaw it, which is the kind of. I mean, my analogy for it is the Beatles. I love it's that. It's the Beatles. Um, you know, the Beatles were four working class kids uh, who who had a talent for writing songs, but they needed a manager, so they go to Brian Epstein, and and then Brian Epstein says, "Oh, these kids have really got talent," and. I need to get them recording something. So he leans into his contacts and he goes to George Martin. And George Martin was, of course, at Parlophone Records and, you know, recording the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. He'd never really recorded rock and roll music. Um, and I think Bacon is the George Martin of the whole process. So you don't get the Beatles without George Martin because he was the producer. He he enabled them to be creative enough and then drew them together. And I think that that for me is the dynamic of this group. Mm. I think Bacon was very adept at selecting stories or he, I think he was a great producer. Um, I don't think he's sitting there. I think he may well be, if, if, obviously he's used his own experiences because they're, they're just too, um, again, like you said, it's too serendipitous that, elements that you can map from Bacon's life then appear in Shakespearean plays. And then suddenly you've got, you know, this, you know, you've got Hamlet or you, you have, uh, you know, the, the Henry plays uh, of which there is incredible crossover between Bacon's life and, uh, you know, um, the plays, uh, all of which you can't see in any kind of documentation link with, with, with William Shakespeare. So uh, that's what got me was after I'd done what started to do my research. So I think what we'll try and do is we'll try and feed in some of the storylines of Shakespeare, uh, the plays into the thing. But we have so many options because we don't know how many episodes they're going to order. So it could be the crown and, you know, 10 episodes a season, <laughs> which I can map out over five seasons. I can do that. But they might turn around, you know, they could easily turn around and say, well, it's a miniseries, it's three. You've got three. What okay. are you going to do? So we have kind of every option covered, and, and it's just about who you move around. It's a big chessboard. The Rosie Cross is a big, big chessboard, and it's about moving all the pieces in, into play. But one of the guys I know that will, will definitely kick in is Kit Marlowe. He's he's going to have a good role in it because um, he's just too – I was like, he's too interesting. I just can't have him, you know. I'm not. I'm not wasting two years of research on Kit Marlowe for him to not turn up in the TV show. Yes. Oh, that's so exciting! I'm thrilled for you. Thank you. That's kind. Yeah. No, it's an exciting project. So, yeah, we shall see. We shall see. I mean, I know we're uh, we are very close to getting where we need to be, but TV shows can take an age. And uh, but I think what's nice about it is this is a very cross European thing. Uh, you know, we're talking with quite a big American name in terms of uh, potentially show running. So, yeah, there's there's lots of exciting developments. It's going to The landscape sorry. is changing a little between the UK and the States. Traditionally, television for the UK was written by one writer, maybe co-writers. Um, yeah. And now they're starting to do more writers rooms and showrunners there. Whereas here, yes. we're, we've had been, we've been going the other way. Other so, way, yeah. 
yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I think that's really interesting because, yeah, this is obviously I work with um, with Nick in LA, and his knowledge of that is very different to the UK yeah. over here. But what's becoming more and more, like you say, is, is this idea of a showrunner. You know, you see on Doctor Who, you know, Mark Gatiss, you know, Russell T. Davis, they're showrunners. Uh -huh. So you're suddenly looking at it from a, a different kind of view and, and writers' rooms. Because obviously we're not unionised in the same way as, as the guys in the States, um, it really does sometimes just come down to a partnership or like you see that most TV shows might have some further collaborations, but unless it's a soap opera, like EastEnders or Coronation Street or those kind of big ones over here, you don't, I, I mean, I, I, I might be completely wrong, but you don't generally find that you have these huge, great rooms of writers or all kind of on it. Um, yeah, even Peaky Blinders, but, one writer, night, <laughs> on every episode. Yeah. Stephen Knight, exactly, yeah, totally. So, uh, uh, and he's going to be a busy boy, isn't he? Because he's got about 14 million projects you know, <laughs> uh, on the uh, so I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. I mean, I came out from Cannes and I was, like I said, and, you know, this, you know, I came back with a cut. But then, you know, I'm always on the hunt for projects. Uh, you know, I'm helping a guy do a comedy series over here uh, and it's really good. And sometimes when the story's really good, you just want to be involved and you want to, you want to really push it. It's about uh, the story's really funny. It's about um, the Grim Reaper is sent to Earth because uh, he's really bad at being the Grim Reaper. And he has to live in he has to live in a seaside town, uh, but he has to kind of save his job. <laughs> it's called living with death, and it's really funny. It's a, it's about how the Grim Reaper has to kind of adjust to life on Earth. So, right, but again, you get these little projects just pop up, and again, someone you know offered me something today. I've I've just adapted a book, lovely book called Living Within uh, Living Inside Raindrops, which is about a World War One. A kid in England in World War One who is committed to an asylum, and I was offered this chance to convert this screenplay, uh, in the book to a screenplay, and it's a beautiful book. I mean, like I say, it's called Living Inside Raindrops. It's, it's a really nice book, uh, and it's about this kid. So sometimes projects fall into you. You can write your stuff, but I kind of I you know uh, sometimes then you look at your slate of stuff and you're like. I call it like a league table. Some stuff goes up, some stuff goes down. And sometimes Rosie Cross will be like a month of my life, like, and then it will be quiet. And then I'll go and do something else. And then suddenly, so I have to turn to all the stuff that's going on. But yeah, the writer's room stuff um, is, is certainly something that's starting to make a little bit of an appearance over here. Well, Tom, it's been lovely chatting with you, and we all want to stay posted about where and when um, your projects are coming out. Can you tell the listeners how to keep up with you, how to follow you, where on social media? You yeah, are? sure. Okay, uh, so I am. Uh, uh, I'm. I'm not massively. I'm not on Instagram, which is probably a good thing. Uh, I am on Twitter, which is at real tj keenan, uh, um, and you can find me on LinkedIn. And I think this is probably the other thing that I would say to all the the guys in your group. Uh, LinkedIn is an amazing tool yeah. uh, for screenwriters. Uh, I set up a LinkedIn account last year and I just put screenwriter. Um, and uh, the work I've got from LinkedIn has been incredible. Short film I did for some guys in 289 Productions in New York. Uh, uh, Chris 
Alex, Chris Harsh, they, they, they gave me a gig. They just said, we need someone to write a short film. And they just reached out and I did it. And they gave me this thing and they made their film and it's winning, winning awards. Uh, and it was all from LinkedIn, Every, a lot of stuff. So that's a, that you can find me on there. I think I'm, I, I think I'm TJ Keenan or Tom Keenan, but you can find me. Uh, but if you hit me up on Twitter, yeah, just connect, send me a message and I'm pretty old fashioned. I do email. She's <laughs> really old school. Well, thank well, I can, you for being email. with us. It feels quite fun. No worries at all. No problem at all. Thank you. And I'll, um, I'll, I'll, I'll come back anytime you want me to speak to, to your guys again. Anytime. Thank you so much. We absolutely would love to have you back. Yeah, no problem at all. Okay. Lovely to see you. Thanks for listening to Hollywood Wolfpack. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Please help our pack grow by sharing Hollywood Wolfpack with your friends and colleagues. Give us a rating. And write us a review. Kaya loves hearing from you and reads them all. For more on Kaya and the Entertainment Business School, visit entertainmentbusinessleague.com. Until next week, remember, the strength of the pack is the wolf. And the strength of the wolf is the pack.